right. Welcome to Boots on the Ground. I'm your host, Chad Trosper, across from me. Co-host, Carl Nemeth. Hey, Carl, how you doing? Hey, Chad. Good to be here. Good, Excited good. about this opportunity. Same I think here. it's going to do good things. I'm a little nervous. I ain't going to lie. Uh, I think we all are, but yeah. and we, we could talk forever and uh, bring in what we need to bring in. I think it's going to be excellent. We'll have some good guest speakers and some good topics and bring in what we can. So see where this develops into yeah yeah we'll see where it develops hopefully it doesn't crash and burn right yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, we at least look good if we crash and burn i tell you what these <laughs> like we were saying earlier these boom mics look pretty nice i'm telling you i feel really professional now i might break out into some bon jovi or something like that later on hey I might be dating myself with my age but hey yeah i mean that is kind of <laughs> i'm a product of the 80s yeah i'd say i say i would uh, i would probably send tupac Oh, there you go. Yeah. That, I guess that dates me a little bit, a little bit later, but not much. Anything but Taylor Swift. Okay. Oh, I've kind of got well. fed up with the whole Taylor Swift. Yeah, my friends were talking about the whole Forty Nineers game. They just they can't stand Taylor Swift and and all the things. I, I I I've never watched her. I've never really. I mean, I've listened to some of her songs. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be yeah. the guy that says you know. Well, so I'm got a little bit of beat. The girls playing. Oh, I agree. Teenage girls. So, but yeah. I bet you could. We could talk uh, talk a while about about yeah. that one. Yeah, like just like I said, she can move the needle on the financial markets just by endorsing somebody. So there you go. I think that's what she's so welcomed into the NFL. Wow, she got a lot of money too. <laughs> but has created the villain villain role well for the 49ers. I think Kelsey and them all jumped on that. They relish in that, and it makes it even better, more arrogant maybe. But enough of the Taylor Swift. That's Here we are giving her more airtime than we're complaining about she had in the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, it don't matter. We talk about anything. Um, so one of the things I wanted to kind of start it out with, actually, you know what? I wanted to actually uh, start it out with something um, kind of just off the cuff. But uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day. And so I'm curious because um, I kind of want to compare what you did to what I did. <laughs> so uh, what would you do on Valentine's Day? Well, we have uh, typical flowers, balloons. My two oldest daughters are out of the house. So I actually, uh, we bought, I bought dinner for them and their roommates up where they are. Just as a Valentine's Day gift to my daughters. And, you know, I've uh, oh. been married, what, 34 years now? Believe it or not. I know. And, uh, yeah, it was nice, nice to be by ourselves. We cooked some dinner and, and did that whole kind of, kind of thing. Unfortunately, I had to work all day, but uh, the wife did as well. But, just, just kind of moving on to that empty nester thing, getting a taste of that for the first time. So it's kind of interesting. How is that? Is that? I mean, that's got to be big. Yeah, it is. I enjoy it. My wife will, uh, will protest and cry sometimes when the ice house is uh, empty uh, and having to spend more alone time with me, probably. <laughs> but uh, uh, interesting. Yeah, we got a taste of it pre-COVID. Oh, uh, because my both my kids went to school during that time, and then COVID happened. So we got like four months of empty nester, and then boom. Six months later, they're back for two years. So <laughs> moving back into that that spot in our lives again. So looking forward to it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I hear a lot of well, I got I got I got a house full of kids. I got a young boy and I got two teenage girls. So it's constantly chaotic. See, the girls. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's yeah, it's every morning thing. I'll I know I'll miss it. Like people say they can't wait till the kids get out. But you know, I used to say that at the beginning. I'm like, once you're 18, you're gone. You're out of the house. Yeah. Uh, now as they get a little bit older, I'm just, I keep telling my, my oldest one for sure. My middle one, I'm a little teeter on. Um, I don't think she'll ever stay. She'll be 18. She'll probably be dipping out. But my oldest one, she's like, if I, if I want to stay, can I stay a little longer? I'm like, of course you can. I, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine being, you know, it just, it's chaotic. But at the same time, I think I'll miss that. Yeah. So. Times have changed too, right? Because I think when we were growing up and I'm a little older than you, but we, we like that independence to get out the door real quick. Now you're seeing kids are more spending more time at home 100%. and you know taking more time to find jobs and things like that it's it's difficult out there Amber. i mean i got friends and nephews and family members that have mbas from uf are having trouble getting finding jobs or still oh at home and things like that so tough times yeah 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 things have changed though i don't know i mean I, I like it like what we were talking about earlier before we started this all up um with college right you know i went to university of florida it's a little easier to get into, but we were talking about now. I mean, it is really cutthroat. It's it's tough, and especially kids around Gainesville. They're so you know pro UF, they really yeah. want to get in, and it's just difficult. It's cookie cutters when they get out the level. You know, you all have the perfect GPAs, perfect SATs, 
perfect extracurriculars mm. that something needs to separate you. So that'll drive someone crazy. I didn't have anything extra. I came straight out of high school. I think I put football in there. I it, I it, exactly. I think we all did that. But now it's just so different with technology. And, and I mean, the mathematics, we're going down a rabbit hole here. But even in you know their eighth grade or sixth grade mathematics are just above and beyond what I did in oh, college, yeah. I think. Oh, my son brings home homework sometimes. And it's, it's, it's the, oh, I forgot, sunshine math. Yes, I remember that. There's nothing shiny about mm-hmm. it. I get in there and, and he asks me questions and, and it's a they do it by by a star. So it's like one star is easy, two stars, you know, or four stars. And we've got to really think about it. And we get into three stars and I'm like, <laughs> oh, and I don't want to tell him I don't know. So I'm like, look, look you just, just relax. I'll, I'll take a look at this. And I'm just sitting there scratching my head the whole time. I'm like, okay, so John goes here, point A, five, <laughs> I'm like, then you go, you go behind his back and Google it and get the answer. So here, that's smart. <laughs> I think everyone uses it. Oh, absolutely. I Google everything. Internet's your friend. Oh, it could be your friend and your enemy. Yeah. All the Valentine's Day. So I was talking to them. So, yeah, that makes me feel a little bit better because every time we try to plan something special like that on Valentine's Day or, you know, the wife and I are going to go get coffee or something, something happens. A kid gets sick. um, Another kid needs to be picked up from school. Another kid needs us to you know, get something and drive it up to school or such and such. So that's, that was the case. Got a sick kid coming uh, out. Um, he's not really sick. I, I just think he, you know, thinks he's sick. But anyway, yeah. so I go pick him up. And then finally me and the wife, yeah, we just basically just put something on the television, uh, make something. Time. I don't know. I think, I think that's okay. You, yeah. you always want to think that you're supposed to go out for these expensive dinners and all these roses and that the sound. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, I remember we didn't even like we don't even like going out to dinner and things on holidays because the restaurants are always specific and it's, it's you can't pick up the menu and it's crowded. So we always tried to do offs, but so you didn't get to do the brunch and the and the the breakfast. For the no, lunch. we were gonna go pick up something at uh, I forgot what it's called. I call it Sweet Bays, but I think it's called Sweet Berry. Sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you been there? Yeah, no, but I've heard about it. Oh man, really good. Um, uh, very good. The chicken seasons ridiculous. Got to check it out. But uh, we were supposed to pick up lunch there, um, head out, uh, take the truck, head out somewhere, you know, like Payne's Prairie, yeah. and look out some lookout point and just have lunch and relax and talk. But yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and the kid came home and, and uh, spoiled the plans. Oh, spoiled the plans. And he just sat there and then all of a sudden he feels a little bit better. And every five minutes he's asked me to go play basketball. <laughs> I'm like, no, son, you're sick. You're going to sit right there and do absolutely nuts. You're going to stare at a wall. That's exactly And right. think about you're sick. <laughs> but you got a little bit of alone time with the wife watching a movie or something like that. Hey, that's what counts. That's, that's what counts, yeah. right? It's those little moments in life. You have to have that, that wife and husband time, yep. I think. Yes. Marriage is difficult. We all know that. Oh, man, 100% difficult. We think insurance work is hard. Oh, is even more difficult. All right. Man. How long have you been married? Uh, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Not compared to your 34. No, I'm saying 34. It'll get there. Yeah. I think of 34 this year, or maybe even, I think 34. Yeah. yeah that's a long time. Yeah, it is. It's work. myself. Oh, it is. It's work. I'm a totally different person. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. You, you learn to pick and choose battles. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> battles that I used to jump in head first and just uh, wait. I'm like, oh, oh I, got, I got it now. We're going, we're going head to head. Yeah. Now I'm like, ain't no way I'm hopping in that. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I just move on. There's no need. Pick your battle. Happy wife, happy life. That's what they're saying, right? I, that's a true thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to know you, Carl. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is our first episode, right? And nobody knows who we are. Yeah. And, uh, so I'll start out with you. You got, you got a lot of experience and you got, I mean, I imagine you got some fantastic stories, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you kind of take it over and kind of uh, just introduce yourself and some of that experience you got. Yeah. So as, as uh, you introduced, Carl Nemeth is my name, currently director in Cleans division for Tower Hill Insurance Group. I have uh, my primary responsibility is the SIU. For those of you who don't know what that's about, mm-hmm. Special Investigations Unit. We are uh, the Internal Fraud Division, I guess, for Tower Hill. Uh, primary scope responsibility is detect, deter, investigate insurance fraud. And we can get into a little more about, you know, in the weeds with that. But, you know, I've been here 10 years now. Started just as a, uh, an SIU investigator, made my way up to where I am now as a director. And uh, we have a best-in-class SIU here in Tower Hill. It is, uh, it's and being throughout the state. And uh, we're, we're, we're appreciative. I'm appreciative of the team's hard work and things like that. 
But prior to that, um, actually law enforcement, yeah. which is typical at SIU, right? Uh, it's changed my philosophy a little bit on, on SIUs and hiring and things like that. That used to be the way it was all law enforcement. I think it's, I think in my, my philosophy and the way I look at it now, I like to bring more people in that's claims experience in the SIU, mm-hmm. not just the, the law enforcement experience as well. But that's a topic maybe for another day. But yeah, I started early. I was uh, 20 years old when I first got my police job. Really? Yeah, it was a baby. I, I tried college for the first time, although I do have my degree now. At uh, 17, went away to West Virginia, found a sorority, fell down, got drunk, <laughs> and did one year there, came back. And uh, my dad was a cop, was in a family, and, and, and got hired, went through the police academy, got hired with Amtrak Police Department in New York City. Wow. I didn't know you started in New York City. Yeah. I got to go to uh, John Jay College. Those are familiar with New York there, through their police academy. And then uh, Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Brunswick, Georgia, because uh, Amtrak's like quasi-federal uh-huh. with some federal things. And um, uh, from there, uh, and, and with Amtrak, I, I spent a year there. Uh, like I said, Penn Station, New York. Some really interesting stories back in the day. 1990, we're talking about here. 89, 90. And uh, that was kind of like a stepping stone. Got that resume experience with going to Fletzy, the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, and, and having the certification from New York. Transition that to wanting to go to Florida. I wanted to get out of New Jersey, where I'm originally from. And the sea was down in Florida. Applied all over the state and got a um, answer back from Key West, Florida. Oh, nice. So I'm like, all right, Key West, Florida. Back in the day, there was no, not back then, no internet, no nothing. Yeah. What was that? What, what year was that? 1989. That's like my invite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that. Actually, did ten years on the cover. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk. Yeah. But um, it was, I went flew down there for the interview. It was hilarious. I was t- 19, 20 years old, flew into Miami, looking at the map, had no idea where Key West was. And it was in Miami. I didn't know it was three hours south in, in an island off of the, the peninsula of Florida. So I uh, got hired down there and, and worked there for 12 years, did 10 years undercover there. So we can get some great stories there. Uh, sold a lot of crack cocaine, bought a lot of crack cocaine, did some high level drug busts and things like that. So kind of cut my teeth and and uh, gained my experience with uh, interviewing and interrogating things like that. Reading body language is really you know comes full circle when you get into SIU and they're doing in in person recorded statements and things like that. Yeah, and then from Key West, I finished out my law enforcement career in Sarasota, Florida, and um, retired out of there and didn't even know anything about insurance. I mean, who knows about insurance if you're not in the field, right? Yeah. You kind of buy a house. You say I need insurance, they lop, they lop it into a monthly payment. And who even looks at a deck page or knows what they are? I think you <laughs> find out more of a norm than anything, right? But uh, yeah, I heard a friend in SIU, I heard about this and kind of got bored after I retired. I tried the PI thing and didn't like that. Did the stay home thing for a while. And I was just, I was young still because law enforcement, you retire 20 years and out in some place. I was lucky enough to afford that, uh, to have that benefit. And then I applied to Tower Hill, not even knowing it was in back door in Gainesville, Florida, where I was living and got hired there. And then the rest is kind of history. So. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a really high level. But yeah, that is interesting. So you did undercover work. I just think it's crazy. You went from New York. You well, I know, right? It's, I mean, it had to be a change, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a cultural change and, and, and opening my eyes all, all for the better. There's no doubt. And then, you know, it was, I mean, we did, as we were, down in the keys for a while back then there's nothing down there it's really commercial it's mm-hmm. now right but we would get a car we had our first kid we get a car and you want to go to a mall you know drive three hours to go to a mall and day you know miami day why would you want to go to a mall when you're a key west yes. well it's, yeah well that's a jersey in you right <laughs> <laughs> yeah right you could take the boy out of jersey one of the jersey out of the boy i guess uh, but no i uh, you know you did three hours Go to Miami Day. You don't want to be in Miami Day oh. in the early in the early nineties. Oh, right? again, carjacked and everything else. So we'd go another hour up to like, you know, for those familiar with it, Aventura, and then drive back. We just got tired with that, and that's why we decided to move and come back up to Sarasota and get out of the Keys. But uh, what a learning experience! It really uh, opened my eyes up to a lot of things and uh, expanded about my my police policing and law enforcement experience. So I'm very grateful for those years. Well, I imagine a lot of experience that you pulled from all that into the SIE department. Yeah. Would you do a, a fabulous job? I mean, I appreciate that. It's, you have it, a lot it's of a team. 
it's, I appreciate that. It's a lot of tea. Maybe too much passion. I can't. No, I don't know. <laughs> you got to love what you do, right? There's no doubt. 100%. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, you don't have that work ethic. You don't have that motivation. You have to like what you do. I, I draw that down to my girls and say, no matter what it is, you know what I mean? You can go to law school like my youngest daughter is, but that might not be your passion. She finds out. Go find it. Go find something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a you know, it's it's a job. You know, it's not a career. It's not something you want to, you know, expand and, and make part of your life. But absolutely, got to be happy with what you do. A hundred percent. I used to I used to be the same way. I mean, I used to chase money, especially in college. I just, you know, I want to. Uh, my mom would go, "You want you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a doctor." And I was like, "All right, yeah, doctors are rich. I, I want to be rich. I want to be rich, but." Yeah, as you get older, you realize chasing money is not. Yeah, it's it's what you're doing. What you love is is the greatest. Thing. Yeah, no doubt about it. It makes it, it just makes everything easier. Oh yeah, and you probably I mean you excel at it. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I'll go ahead and start with me. Um, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I should have <laughs> started with me opposed to you. My life is not near as exciting. Uh, um, I don't know about that. I, oh, I mean. <laughs> So I started, uh, my name is Chad Trosper. I started um, my career about seven years ago um, as the manager of Catastrophe. And we'll get into how I got into this, but uh, worked my way up through director uh, all the way up to assistant vice president, which I'm currently assistant vice president of Catastrophe. I think they, uh, I don't know, that was, that was, a, that was an out of the blue promotion. Oh, it was, it was well deserved. I know we're all humble and we say it. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, you're the face and you, you do the, everything <laughs> on the cat side, my friends. So kudos to you. Believe me, it was a well deserved. I see some directors, I see some ADPs, and I'm just like, I'm not even close to that level, but yeah, it is. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll absolutely, take it. absolutely. We're all we're, you and I are at the same stuff, ilk. You know, we're we're humble and, and you know we, yeah. we know about it, but uh, absolutely well deserved. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, so um. Grew up in Pensacola, Florida. I love skiing. I love water skiing, love fishing, love surfing, but um, decided to uh, head on out. Yeah, grab those lights. Our lights. Yeah, we had I a, think they done turned the power. Studio malfunction. Yeah. Oh, they're back on. Oh, the ocean sensor. It's emotion. We could incorporate dancing, maybe, and that'll keep yeah. the ocean sensor. Yeah. Oh, got to save money on lights. I yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I, I decided to go to University of Florida. That's where I graduated from. But once I graduated, I actually moved down to uh, Fort Sunrise, okay. Fort Lauderdale, so close to Miami Dade. Yeah. And I worked uh, construction. So basically, what I wanted to do is I went to college to get a degree, right? Yeah. And I just wanted to get a job. And so that's what I did initially is I moved on down, took the first job that I was offered. And basically, I was just a kind of like a construction foreman. Um, but I got to learn how buildings were built. Uh, we manufactured parts like lentils, seals, interesting uh, oh, materials and anchors and stuff like that. And we would ship them out and to all the sites as they built. So uh, I just kind of started there. I was a manager over there. Basically, all I did was work out in the yard, pulling steel and mm-hmm. loading things on a forklift on the truck and yeah. have my drivers drive it out. But no, uh, it was a good learning experience. And from there, they, um, they asked me to run my own shop in St. Augustine. You saw yeah. St. Augustine earlier. Yeah. And, um, and I love St. Augustine. Yeah. Professionally. Place. Growing up in Florida, um, I was all over this. Hey, let's do this. So mm-hmm. went over there, ran the shop for about a year. Um, I mean, within the first week, and we were talking about how you got to love what you do. I hate it. Uh, oh man, it was the worst. Was I was it waiting. the managing portion of it, or the, I was the manager. I, I had no one there uh, other than my drivers, and you know maybe the district manager would come by every now and again check on things, and I had a sales rep that would come in every now and again um, between drinking. Uh, <laughs> that's all he freaking did was golf and drinking. I mean, say how things are going. I looked like a miserable pile of crap pulling steel out there, and oh, in the heat and there, oh yeah, it's cold. It gets cold sometimes, and there ain't nothing worse than pulling steel in the freezing cold but, with that beach wind blowing on. Oh uh, yeah. So I'd wake up for a year. I'd wake up every morning, make a coffee, pray for death. <laughs> it was miserable. Yeah. So I think that's where I got my taste of. Okay, look, I'm making all right money. I'm doing okay, but I am miserable. So 
I basically just kind of went out and looked around and I've came across like nationwide insurance and they were yeah. hiring adjusters. Yeah. And so I got hired with them and uh, worked with them. That was back in 2001, 2002, something like that. Yeah. But anyway, love being an adjuster. I started out in the auto world, you know, taking interviews, figuring out who's yeah. at fault. Um, oh, you, you know, did auto. Okay. did auto. Yeah. So I loved, uh, I mean, I love doing all that and investigating and, you know, having people go out, take pictures, looking at yeah. skid marks and stuff like that. Putting the pieces together. Yeah. Putting the pieces together. And I did pretty well out there, but around 2003, 2004, I kind of wanted to you know, get out in the field. I mean, I mm. just couldn't, the office didn't be like, yeah. Yeah. So that's when the storms hit. Oh, oh yeah, hurricanes that yeah, and, uh, uh, that crossed over Disney and made like an ad yeah, Wilma, Charlie, Charlie, yeah, it was fourteen oh four oh five storms, oh four oh five storms, yeah, yeah. So I started. They needed, I mean, they needed anybody to go out there and inspect mm -hmm. homes. So I I signed up and I'm like, look, ship me out to Orlando. So they gave me a rental car, gave me a computer, sent me out to Orlando to do some some work field work and i got the shadow of a guy for a little bit and um you know kind of learned the ropes for about a week yeah man the first day he i mean i went out there with him when we were walking on roofs we were looking at damage i fell in love yeah i mean i looked up i was like thank you lord you felt at home oh it was right. amazing to get out of the office and fresh yeah. air i mean it was a bad time because yeah. people and all that but it was the greatest thing and that's kind of where i found my niche so interesting yeah i remember my first claim and i went out and you know inspect a roof all by myself with my measuring tape and everything and i mean the day went by i mean i had to knock out about four or five planes yeah. because i didn't want to go home it, it got dark i mean yeah. this is so much fun i yeah. love being an adjuster yeah so that's where it took off with field. Yeah. I was dedicated to being field. I worked, uh, moved on up to Foremost Insurance. They do mobile homes. Great company, by yeah. the way. Um, they recently, well, yeah, they got yeah. recently bought out by farmers. But um, so I worked as a field adjuster, and then they asked me to become a training consultant after about four years with them. So I did that, and that's about when Farmers Insurance kind of bought out uh, Foremost. Yeah. So um, I kind of transitioned over there and uh, was a performance consultant for about eight to 10 years doing training. It was about impossible to get me out of the field role. I love being a field adjuster yeah. for all those years. And I was a field adjuster for a long time, probably about seven years. And I really enjoyed it. And even in the training and consulting aspect, I got to go out and spec yeah. roofs because I teach new hires yeah. and I would do yeah. and be able to work claims with them. So I still got the taste of it and I loved it. Practical man. training, hands-on. Yeah. I mean, I just enjoy it. And I, until this day, I still think about it. And if anything goes south, I would hop on. I mean, I would hop out there and be a field adjuster yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. I would love Back it. to your roots. Back to the roots. And where it all began. Yeah. I hopefully I can keep up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wake up in the morning and my back is freaking cramped uh, up and I'm just wobbling through the toilet. Yeah. Right but even how that job's changed now, right? I'm sure we'll get into that in other podcasts. Yeah. Technology involved. Wow. So yeah. I mean, when I started, it was basically a pad of paper and we took Polaroids. Yeah. I mean. And had the checkbook. And had the checkbook. Write checks yeah. right on the spot. I mean, it was a little easier. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds harder when you say, well, you didn't have this. You didn't press a button. You do that. No, it was a little I easier. See, say, yeah. But some of the field just now, you got a lot of stock. Oh, you yeah. got to put in all this aerial imagery. You got to yeah. you know, note this, note that. Different applications, this. drone usage. Drone usage. Yeah. It's, the estimating software was it's, just, if, uh, it's great, right? But I mean, when I was out there, it was a lot there. I mean, you had just a couple of things that you just pull in. And, and a lot of it was estimating on yourself based on Google. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'd just pull up stuff and figure out how much a door was. Yeah. And that's how I paid. Yep, exactly. So, but, um, no, worked that. And then, uh, one of the guys I worked with at farmers, I was consulting with, he was, uh, one of my customers, I guess he, you know, ran an office, a property office. He moved on over here to actual, uh, bluegrass. Oh, I didn't know that. Bluegrass insurance management, our sponsor, by the way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Our sponsor, yeah. Sponsor. Um, so he moved over there and he started working with them, I guess, getting vendors. And he called me up and said, Chad, you need to call over here, man. This is great. This is a great opportunity. They got a cat manager job. I'm like, Catman, I, I said, remember I when we posted it. Yeah, yeah, that mm -hmm. was that. 2006. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It is crazy. So I said, "What? Well, yeah, why not?" You know, I kind of wanted to move up, so that's where I came over here. 2006, um, started working. Uh, I don't. There wasn't a lot. It was kind of a little 
organized, uh, disorganized back then. Um, but you know, I started working some claims. Brand new to Tower Hill. It was brand new, right? So um, we, you know, I started just kind of middling here and there, just kind of figuring things out. And then you know, everybody's like, "No, nah, I don't." Man, we haven't. I think that's why it was new is because they they weren't a storm for ten years. Right, exactly. I remember there was that mm-hmm. drought. Right after four or five, yeah, the yeah. Right after the storm we talked about, there's big... two thousand. What did I say? Two thousand six. Yeah, and then yeah, you meant sixteen. Yeah, man, sick, yeah. old yeah. out there. Yeah, so early on, sent to mention. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, so we fast forward. Um, but yeah, so everybody said, "Nah, man, we haven't had a storm here in forever, and we only did Florida at the time, right?" Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure only Florida. So. I was like, oh, this will be great. I get the learning. Boom. The lead juggernaut came. Oh, Hermine. <laughs> I think it was Hermine. Yep. Yeah, Hermine came through. And then, you know, that wasn't that bad. And then Matthew came right behind it. And I'm like, how about Matthew? Matthew. I mean, it didn't it didn't hit Florida, but it screwed that coast. We got some yeah. we got thousands of claims out of that. And um and Irma, right? Oh, let's not even talk to Jugger. Irma. Wait, that's, I was, set, really I was 17. Feet to fire. You were only here a year, though. A right? year. So you didn't really have any chance to develop anything yet. Oh. All going back and forth. Everything was fluid as regards to how a cat operation was going to work. <laughs> oh, man, I remember. Uh, oh, I remember. I was, cause I, that's when, because the, my boss, he, he, he moved on. So I was yeah. kind of like heading up the cat department. And then Irma comes along. And I mean. I remember my first phone call with all my vendors, right? And we're getting everybody going and we're telling them, I mean, hey, we're going, yep. you know, make sure you're suited up, make get those boots on the ground, we're ready, rah, rah, rah. And I remember what one of the guys goes, Chad, I'm, I'm going to stop him real quick. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm like, what? He's like, <laughs> and he, we had like 10 people on the phone. They go, I never seen in my life seen anything like this. He goes, I'm nervous. I've been in the game for about 45 years. Oh, really? Years. Yeah. He goes, this is going to be, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be tough getting people. He's like, everyone's going to be running around crazy. It's going to be off getting boots on the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And then everybody just agreed. It was, it was, I mean, everybody was just all over there. Yeah, it was chaotic. They were going such a lot of Walmart flames. Yeah, I mean, there was some really severe damage, but Irma would just do the effect of all the, all the houses, more like trees down everywhere, fences down everywhere. Just the amount of volume that claims was incredible. It just went crazy. Yeah. I mean, just demolished and slowly, right? That, oh, uh, that was the problem. It was just slow, slow. And I mean, I, that that was an event. Yeah, that was a learning experience. I think we all learned a lot. A- absolutely. That, that, that's that's the point where you know you you know you got beat up a little bit. You pick yourself up. You make yourself better. And mm-hmm. it's night and day the cat operation now before uh, going from Irma to where we are now. So again, kudos to you. And uh, you kudos to everyone. Yeah. Kudos to you. I mean, you've been my kind of my ride or die since the beginning. I mean, you were out there in Irma. Yeah. I mean, what was your, I get the opportunity to do, to run the remote, remote. Cat site. So when, you know, the division of financial services has these remote villages or carriers will get together and give the opportunity for insured insurance to come and meet face and face with their carrier, file a claim, talk about problems and things like that. And we've, you know, as you know, we expanded that. And even if DFS doesn't have a site now, we'll do our own Tower Hill sites, get down there early, <clears throat> make sure we're available for insurers, make sure we're there to handle any of the claims process that they may need, getting payments out to their hands early, things like that. But yeah, uh, definitely. And that's, you know, I think we're yin and yang well off of each other. Oh, yes. And I know you yearn to get out there and yes. get get the be, get your boots on the ground. Yes. And get your hands I dirty. I my boots, by the way. Ah, I see that. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get an excuse to wear my cowboy boots. Man, so I want to feel country. Man, I'll have to get some. We'll make that the theme. So whoever comes in here and we have guest speakers and things like that, they have to wear some type of boots. I like it. Yeah. I think it's a great Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, like you were saying, the remote sites, I mean, it was basically a picnic table and a, a foam lawn chair back in the day. And then I don't, Absolutely. I mean, it is gorgeous. No, we, we had all, that's our commitment again to our policyholders and our insurers. You know, we, we've uh, contributed and wanted to make sure that they have the best experience when it's a bad time in their lives. Yep. So we make it as, you know, um, not luxurious, but just as. Uh, I think it's pretty luxurious. It is now. Yeah. I think it it's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, do you have fans? Huh? Y'all have fans? We do fans. We have cool, love cooling AC, yeah. great tents and umbrellas. And we just invested in a, uh, a safe sprint van that we're using yep. as well as more complex cases and, and getting it out there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really grown and it, and, it, and it works very well. It's controlled chaos. But uh, oh, you control it well. Well, I appreciate it. It's all the team again. It's, you know, it's making sure you get the team 
the direction they need and the facility, you know, the, the, the tools they need to succeed. And, that, and that's what they do. And it's the volunteers. And you know, this, the volunteers inside ter- internally here, yeah. it's just incredible. Our employees step up to make sure we can do well for the, for our policyholders. Yeah. That's one that's thing that's big time changed yeah, uh, yeah. since I started here was the team effort. It was, uh, you know, a little bit of a kind of a separation. Yeah. Siloed, right. Everyone can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they all support each other. Yeah. Empathetic, compassionate, yeah. you know, driving our principal core values at the company and, mm-hmm. you know, our CEO set forth. So it's, it's, it's important, fair, timely, accurate claim service, which is our motto. I just got to visit a bunch of uh, agents recently in roadshows and got to brag about our claim service and our cat response. It's always things that come up. How was that? Did it go well? It went very well, actually. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got a chance to, you know, we did talked about reinsurance a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, Martin, our CFO was out there and, and Kirk, our, our uh, director, our, so, sorry, Martin's the CEO of CFO, Kirk, our CEO. Got to some talk about the agents, about reinsurance and things like that. But I got the opportunity to brag about our best in class claim service and the effect of litigation. And these are probably things we'll make, maybe get down further into another podcast. Oh, yeah. The litigation tra- trend has is, is really um, you know, dropped significantly. What caused that? Things like that. So just brag about our claim service. And, yeah. and like I said, the, the cat response and the cat is something that always comes up with our agents. Mm-hmm. And I love to brag about it, just how we've utilized technology and leveraged, you know, communications and things like that. It's just, it, it's an awesome time. Uh, even got a round, you know, rounds of applause at times just because I, I boost up our claims professionals so well. So no, it, it went very well. Good. Oh, good. Good experience. That's always good when the agents are happy. Yeah, that's for sure. No <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah, our response has gone up, mostly, especially like we work for Tower Hill, right? But mm-hmm. we also, uh, like within my response, I'm very dependent on Bluegrass Insurance Management, my field adjusters and on the yeah. west side. And our sponsors kill. Oh, they do a killer job. Yeah. You know, um, I do appreciate everything they do out there because it, it, it gets a little chaotic, especially when you, you know, when you have a big event, even with Ian, right? Um, Ian was a, was a pretty pretty decent event yeah now i'm getting ian yeah ian yeah i don't ian ian was the big medallia was the one yeah that was north of us now we had a smaller footprint smaller yeah, footprint yeah. on that one but it came in as a cap i thought that was going to be a monster but ian was a another very large storm and the, the response year over year i think with, with michael was the kickoff oh that's michael up in yeah, Panama City. so many lessons learned from irma and then we went to michael and then we went up from there and yeah I mean, the response and the and the adjusters, the way they get out there quickly and the way they keep working, because it is it is a grind. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work. No doubt. You mentioned bluegrass. Uh, explain a little bit about what bluegrass is uh, to those who don't know. Or do you want to get into that now? Sure. So, yeah, sure. Um, that so, relates to Tower Hill and things like that. Yeah. So um, bluegrass insurance management is actually um, a, a kind of an IA company that works for us. Uh, they handle our field response, uh, our adjusters. So whenever we have, well, they're built into our plan now, yep. right? So they're our first boots on the ground, uh, our number one tier, our most experienced adjusters. Uh, so whenever we have an event, you know, tropical, non-tropical, even exactly. PCS event, yeah. they are our first responders. Uh, we get them out there and we have them across the Across the globe now, really. I mean, because we've expanded so much here at Tower Hill. I mean, we have to have a lot of uh, field presence. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, especially with a lot of specialty in the other states yep. or in our specialty products and everything like that. So, um, you know, we lean on Bluegrass Insurance Management a lot. Uh, they do a fantastic bang-up job for us, uh, responding out there in the field, you know, wrapping up claims, dealing with the customers. Their customer service is, is one of the things that, I really harp on. I mean, a lot of people probably, you know, like get those estimates in quick, but I really, I really focus, at least in my area, I love the customer focus and they, they just do a really good job dealing with the customer and communicating back to the desk or communicating with me or marketing, or if they see something, you know, they communicate with you out there at the remote mm-hmm. sites, you know, Hey, can we Absolutely. Come, come out there? I have a customer that has you know, this issue. Can you come out? And you've actually drove Absolutely. to home yep. to write a check or to meet with a customer yep. to help them. Yep. 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 With a bluegrass partner. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And we talk about that, right? We talk about the, the, the claims motto, uh, you know, fair, accurate, timely, mm-hmm. the, the, being empathetic and compassionate. That, that's a driving force in bringing good resolution of claims, eliminating, we'll talk about bad actors later, right? oh, yeah. in front of some public adjusters. You know, there's a need for them at times, but sometimes there's not. Sometimes they're unscrupulous 
people out there, roofing contractors, door knockers, elimination of AOBs and things like that. But if we're empathetic, we're compassionate, we're fair, we're accurate, we're timely, that gets ahead of that. And that prevents those bad actors from getting oh. in or, you know, and just cleans up the claims process. So yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. The faster you get out there and the way you, yeah, like being fair and accurate and yep. just, you know, paying what you need to pay or yep. paying what you owe, yep. get them on their feet and letting them know if there's anything else that happens or anything else that comes up, yep. you give us a call. You know, yep. we'll, well, you hear that? You know, I've, I've listened to our CFO Jimmy Petronas talk about that. You know, talking about public justice and things like that. Call the insurance company first. No. Let them work it out for you. You, you know, and if then you, you feel disgruntled or not getting where you are, there are professionals who can help you. But give the insurance company a chance, especially the company like Tower Hill and with Bluegrass as a partner. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're there to help. We want to resolve and, 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 and get you to a place where you need to be after something that so devastating has happened to you. So, yeah. It's just interesting how that all has all developed and, and, and just you just see it uh, emit within the claims department. It's just I'm, I'm proud, you know, to be a part of it. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's grown. It's matured. Um, you know, we now we have that kind of that with with our support from Bluegrass Insurance Management, our BG adjusters, both, you know, on the field and desk that we have, you know, other vendors that we also deal with. And. We have that turnkey model now. We're mm-hmm. not just kind of responding when a storm, you know, hits yes. and, and then running around crazy. We have our people in place right now that you know work for us year round, and yep. they have that experience. So whenever anything does hit or it could hit, we're already grouped up and ready to go. Yep. And, and Robin, you know, like I said, I'll keep saying it over and over again. Right when the storm hits, we got boots on the ground. Yep. So, yep. and that that that's key, and that's a lot of support from the uh, bluegrass. Uh, folks and we we truly appreciate everything they do out there is there uh, i think we're talking about is there a facebook for bluegrass now or is that no i don't know i think there might be a facebook i actually deal with the um x what is it twitter okay twitter i deal with that in the linkedin there's a good presence okay linkedin and um on x and you know we we do the daily posts and stuff like that i mean and and if you're listening out there um you know check us out i mean Bluegrass is a great company to work for. They are hiring. Uh, we're always looking for the best of the best um, for daily and catastrophe and, you know, working year round, not just being on a roster for cat. Um, we also have that, you know, yeah, got, you, know, you can yeah, be on a roster for cat yeah. too, but we are looking for those adjusters that are, you know, that have the skill set and that have the drive and the customer service and the passion. Yeah. Because I mean, being an adjuster is, I mean, a lot of people can go out there and, you know, you have adjusters that just want to make the money, right? Right. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're chase, storm chasers are called. Storm chasers are now. They're making money. And that's fine and good. Yeah. Do what you do. You know, do you. But, um, you know, we're looking for people that have that passion, that want to get out there and help the customer, that, you know, want to be that kind of that rock yeah. for the customer mm-hmm. and, you know, get things done. And also have the the skill set to get things completed accurately and fairly yeah, and yeah, so yeah. forth. And that's a hard job. I mean, no, it is. Oh, it, it's tough work, and especially especially during a catastrophe or a PCS event. It's not like stop. That. It's just yeah, you have to have, you you got to have strong drive, oh. <laughs> and then you're gonna have the work ethic and drive. But what's even more impressive with bluegrass folks that you have is that they are they have it's kind of ingrained in their DNA our our, our Tower Hills our, our values. Yeah. And vision and, and things like that. So, and that's why we look for the best for the best, or you do in regards to that. Oh, yeah. And your team really reflects that. Yeah. 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 They make me look good. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> you said it's a team. They make us all look good. Yeah, right. <laughs> People say, Chad, you're doing a great job. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, as good as his team. 100%. <laughs> it's a well done machine. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, like, um, like I was saying, yeah. um, adjusters and, you know, and, and that's what this podcast really is about is uh, we do want to focus on, I mean, it, it's, I'm a, I've been an adjuster, you've been an adjuster yeah, in, the um, in the insurance world. And that's kind of what we want to do is we want to have some word that kind of applies to the adjusters out there. Um, we might not just talk adjuster talk. All the time. Right, exactly. I mean, just a little bit of everything. Mix a little some bit things of everything. You know, a little it, humor, some some from guest speakers. Yes, pull speakers. some pretty important people in. And, and we got to think of that. And think, yeah. There's a there's a couple of cool cool people I want to pull in at least in my you might I, get your list too yeah see. no absolutely we can definitely do that a lot of experts this is an exciting opportunity it's a wealth of knowledge and uh, yeah I think it's important like you said look out on Twitter and LinkedIn for what what they look under bluegrass insurance management bluegrass insurance management yeah 
join it on LinkedIn, follow it if you can. Uh, there's some great information on there. Do you do your weather updates and things like that on that as well? Or? Oh yeah, I do it on um, I do it on X on X more. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I do it on LinkedIn the most. Okay. LinkedIn is where I usually put yeah. all my weather posts and you know write those up uh, every morning during the off season. I have people hit me up and like, where's your post? I'm like, it's been a, you know, yeah. five days. I'm like, there's nothing going on. Yeah. You know, I can come up with such, you know, yeah. I'm not a genius. I come up with material every now and then. Not high pressure, low pressure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a low pressure. Yeah, yeah. It off, could cause some rain. Boom, done. Nah. But, you know, nah. when the storm's coming. those morning I, emails, by the way. If, and if they're late, I'm thinking, oh, Chad's not feeling well or something. But I look forward to those 4.30 a.m. emails. <laughs> <laughs> Wife thinks I'm crazy. I go running at four in the morning. Yeah, I yeah, I'll get on that computer at four thirty. Uh, the light. I mean, I think that's it. The, the work worth that. When I was an adjuster, I've all, I was always up super early, hitting the road. Yeah. You know, and I I just now I just get up every time. Like this is an alarm clock. I can't sleep. Yeah, your body's tuned to it. You run every day. I'm running. Yeah. Well, you know what? My knee, because I'm getting older, yeah. started acting up. So I will actually run. I used to run every single day. Three miles a day. Yeah. Right. And everybody says, you know, that's crazy. It's going to be on your knees. No, my knees are great. And then one time my knees started acting up. So now I run one day. The next day I'll walk three miles, but I'll do 100 push ups. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you're mixing it up. <laughs> yeah. It up. I tell you what, as, as you get older, and like I said, I'm a little, I'm older than you, probably about 10 years, I guess. But Which is crazy because I always thought you were, exa- I mean, you look young. I appreciate for it. My goatee shows the gray. So yeah. this is probably the first time in my life I don't feel 18. No, right? but I'm 55. I'm going to be 55 years old. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's important to rest, man. You can't do the weightlifting day in, day out or running. The, the recuperation and the resting is even more important for your body. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's incredible as you get older and you get those aches and pains. But rest is important. Yeah, everyone told me that. Like, when you get about 45, 40, well, most of them say around 50. but I'm I'm about to turn 56, <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, I feel it. Like it, you feel yep, those absolutely. aches and pains. You realize because I always think I could just go, go, go. My boys playing football in the street. You know the yeah. neighbors. I want to hop in on those games. Yeah. The next day, I'm about dead. Yeah. And then you know it goes back. We beat our bodies up when we're young. You being on the roofs out yeah. in the field, climbing, doing things like that. You know, it would beat us up. And we're able to recuperate quicker back then, and now it's just all catching up to us. That's true. I wonder how I would do if I climbed up a roof oh, for like a, during the catastrophe. Yeah, like I must have. I'm petrified of heights. Ah, all of a sudden, I don't know what. I guess it's right. turning. Yeah, and I went on slide. I've, I've uh, rappelled down uh, 18 story buildings and did a Australian rappel. Head first. Now I can't even go out of the, the blue. Fourth floor. Yeah. Uh, fourth floor of a hotel room. I'll look down and get queasy now. So I don't know what's going on. Me. I've always, I always hated heights. I hate it more so if, uh, if I have my kids with me. Like we went up to like St. Augustine and did the lighthouse. Yeah. And we went out there. I had my arms wrapped. Yes. And like, That's so interesting you said that because I had the same experience with my kids and it was like at a taller hotel yeah. over, over the balcony, like 18 floors up. I think that's when it started to maybe imprint in me that you need to be cautious or it's kind of, you know, alarming. So that just instills in you. But I think that's when I started to get a little bit of phobia of it. It makes me dizzy. That's kind of interesting. We had the same experience, the protection of our kids. Oh, yeah. Like I was, when we got, when they were younger, we'd have balconies. They'd go out on the balcony and they'll lean, you know, against the balcony. Yeah, it's why because I've been insurance. I've dealt with balconies mm-hmm. breaking, you know. Oh, yeah. When they were that. I mean, yeah. it was like, turn back, not lean against it. Yeah. So. Just think about it. It's giving me a little odd, you know. Now, that, <laughs> and I, I want to screw up my kids because they got phobias. Now, yeah, now yeah. they're older. They go out there and tell their friends not to lean on them. Yeah. Get away <laughs> from it. Get it claps. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's so funny. That's, when the last time you were out of Rook? Oh, God. Wild, right? I can't even get on my own. Now, the kids Fourteen. I get on my roof. I put up Christmas lights. Oh, I do, all, I do all the lights up there. And, um. But that that's you know once a year. Yeah, you know, put them up and then <laughs> take them down. But I'm I, I, yeah, I, I got to be real careful. Some of these guys, I watched them. Uh, some on your team just get up there and these pitch proofs are just incredible to stand there. They just like, stick like Velcro. No fear, nothing. Just watch them. You know, roofers put a roof side. Oh. Like that's an, unbelievable. Isn't there a way you walk on the roof? Like I jump, I'm trying to go off memory here, but they always say don't point your toes down. Walk at an angle. Yeah, and then to, if you're gonna turn, walk at an angle. Keep your yeah. Uh, something to do with the leverage and the angle. It's sticking to the shingle. There you go. See, look, take that with you. There's some. There's some. On our first episode, we just did a safety, <laughs> a safety message. Mm. Point your toes down and slide face first. Yeah. 
But <laughs> well, I'll kick the thing. Fun learning uh, curves as we go through this. But no, looking forward to the future shows. I mean, uh, we, we can really dive down deep in this. I don't know. And this is my inexperience with podcasting. Was, we have the ability to take phone calls. I is that something so. maybe we can work in? I think so. Yeah, yeah no, well, I, uh, I definitely bought enough <laughs> equipment, equipment to uh, make it successful. To plug in a phone. I, I, I actually, I, I do believe you can plug in a phone and call someone and get them on the phone or FaceTime yeah. and get them in. Um, we'll have to have a screener, though, because God knows who would have calling in sometimes. I always call. wanted to talk. I was talking to you about bringing in um, Matt. Yeah. He's just a, he's a, he's yes. a crazy person out. Good humor, too. Was, oh, uh, is that Matt's the size of it? If he ever listens, he's already talking. About <laughs> but uh, we might have to give him a shot collar to make. To, yeah, they got to shut him up. Bring it back. Bring it back. Goes down that rabbit hole. Bring it back. I got a mute. I got a mute button over here. I think. <laughs> so I That's perfect. You know, I, we can always edit. Yeah. No, we got some great yeah, opportunities. Some great guest speakers. Uh, you all know a lot of people in the industry. I do. Uh, we could leverage the executive team. Uh, I just get to go out there more than you. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting. So open ideas and things like that, but talking about like we talked about boots on the ground, adjusting, incorporating that in some some family life, uh, you know, stories and things like that. Legislation uh, is kind of my expertise in, in a way, and we can leverage some for a legal team to come in and and some lobbyists and things like that. So uh, there's some opportunity here. So I need to check the so. website. Um, we'll probably have to. Uh, That's put what that I meant. Out. The website. That's what I meant. Not Facebook. So is there a bluegrass website? There is a bluegrass, and it is, um, you know, bluegrass insurance management. Okay. I think it's bluegrassinsurancemanagement.com, but okay. I'm not 100%. But if you Google blue, bluegrass insurance management, it'll pull yeah, up. Please do for those listening. Yeah. Check us out. Yeah. You got, if, you, if you've got some experience, especially working with carriers, not just, you know, with, you know, independent vendors, but if you've got carrier experience, oh, yeah. Hop in there. Take yeah. a look. If it applies to you, you know, why? I would love to see a resume with some carrier experience. It's a great that. idea. Or even is there an opportunity for people like to give like uh, topics maybe they want to hear about? That's what I was talking right. about. So I need to get, get the website to where they can go. Um, but once we get this up and running, we'll get this posted out there yeah. um, on a couple of different uh, stations. I don't yeah. know how many, but we'll, on our second episode, we can promote that a little bit more. But yeah. We do have a website where we'll you know place these these podcasts where they can view it. And, and I'm hoping that we'll also put it on the bluegrass insurance management website. Yeah. So, you know, check it out there make sure you, you know, look to see, Oh, oh lights out moving and moving, moving. It. We can actually do it in the dark. I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember back in the days with your, uh, oh, dark yeah, out the, uh, office. Yeah. With the little waterfall. Yes. Back little the Zen. Yeah. yeah. Similar, like listening to white noise. People would come in there and just sit down. No, absolutely. Pedro would come in. All the just sit down, not talk, and just yeah. sit and relax in my office because it's dark with the waterfalls. What a good guy. Yeah, he he's, he's missed here at Tower Hill. I mean, big gap when he left. I haven't talked to him a lot. He used to text me every now and again. Yeah, but I wonder if he moved back to Texas. Because yeah, because his dad's ranch. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, but good guy. Guy. Talk about somebody that imprints on you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. he took me under his wing. Uh, yeah, everything broke loose with Irma, and everyone dipped out. And I was mm -hmm. you know, they put put in the spotlight. It was, uh, yeah, that was crazy. But he was always there. Yeah, he's a common effect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He had some stories about back in the day oh. about field adjusting. Oh, back out in Texas and all by his lonesome with his, you know, with his. Polaroid camera and oh. his, uh, checkbook. Yeah. That's about <laughs> when they drew, drew everything in the in the sand. Uh, yeah. Just to explain to a couple of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> this right here, bro. Oh. That broke. Oh my goodness. Oh um, carbon copies. Remember that? Carbon paper. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The Polaroids is just will always get me. Every time I ever mention that story to two new adjusters, they're like, You did what? Yeah. How many did you have? Like, oh man, we had tons. Uh, you had to go take them. And before that, there would be times where you wouldn't have the Polaroids, where you had to get the just a regular camera, and you got to go get it developed. Yeah. Oh, we had the little kiosk in the middle yeah. of the parking lot somewhere. Yeah. I, I remember that from my policing days. We used Polaroids and and developing the film, get that little cartridge and go developing film. That's so funny. Oh, things have changed. So everything is so now, now, now. Information is available so quickly now. Oh, it's, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, we, we can IM each other in teams, you know what I mean? It's like instantaneous. Can you imagine back before any of that, where you had the little post-it notes? I can imagine what my desk would look like. There'd be 50,000 post-it notes. Oh, 
and if it you know and it was it would take days to get to them now it's just everybody wants that instant information where you have to stand up and walk to someone's office yeah get up and change the tv channel oh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm actually glad that one's done yeah no no doubt that's all you lose the remote i got my Roku remote right on my iphone that, 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 that's exactly that's right yeah i know i know of it so funny but, uh all right well i think we did pretty good um once again i appreciate you taking on the task um you were the first one i thought of no i appreciate the opportunity to get here and i just you have so much knowledge. Um, I feel like I click with you when I Yeah, talk. absolutely. Just like conversation, that's what we want this to be. You know? so. Bringing in the uh, the expertise that both you and I know about, but then enveloping into our normal daily lives and, you know, and, and talk about some, you know, whatever, family issues, personal issues, things like that, but bringing it full circle back again and how it affects the insurance world and adjusting and things like that. And again, thank you to the sponsor, Bluegrass Insurance Management. Uh, right. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. And um Look out for uh, this episode. We'll put it out and have some have some links so you can check it out. And then obviously going forward, we plan to do at least uh, an episode once a week, yeah. uh, 30, 45 minutes. Who knows how long it could possibly be if, yeah. we, get, if we get talking. Yeah. Um, and please follow um, on X and X and LinkedIn. LinkedIn. And uh, and the and we're and the uh, website as well. And the that's, website. that's open to public insurance. It's public facing. Yeah, yeah. So check us out. Check us out. Um. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and just wrap this up. I think I have some uh, themes. No, I have a theme song. Oh, I might even have a little theme song at the end here. So we'll just uh, go ahead and we're playing that. Can we pop a bottle of champagne now for our first episode? I think we should. <laughs> that's we should, we, we should get a mini fridge. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Could we a wine that? fridge? Would they allow? I don't know. We might. We could look into it. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate y'all listening. Y'all take it easy. Take care, everybody.